Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today, one of my longtime business besties is here, Rochelle, and she is going to share how we can strategically create our website so that it's not just lost in the abyss of all the other websites. What are the things that we need to do and have in place so it's actually working for us? I'm going to go into her bio. I'm going to gush about her a little bit more, and then we're going to go into her mompreneur story, walking through how she's made it to where she is today, because I always find that to be so helpful. Rochelle Demoskoff is not only the founder and head website strategist at 86 and Trend, but she's also one of my business besties, a wife and a mom to two amazing kiddos who are similar in ages to mine. And Rochelle and her team are on a mission to design gorgeous websites that actually help scale your business instead of sitting in the abyss of the internet. Five years ago, Rochelle left her corporate career that paid the bills, but didn't light her up and led to burnout to create a more present and productive life that would help other gold-setting women do the same. She's since transformed ordinary websites into tactical must-have tools that help you stand out with confidence, scale your business, and smash your goals. Rochelle and I actually met three years ago in a coaching program, and then we worked together on my previous website before Jack and her daughter Kylie were born. Working together when we were both pregnant was hysterical, all of our (laughs) huffing and puffing right before our babies were born. And that ended with us becoming business besties and great friends. My experience with Rochelle as my strategic web designer has taught me so much. My favorite thing being, if your website is set up right, it should function like another member of your team. So in outlining this first season of the podcast, I knew I had to have her on to share more about this topic how it can help us be more present and productive mompreneurs, and just because she's amazing and I want to share her amazingness with you. So Rochelle, thank you so much for being here. I know we're about to have a fun conversation on the foundations we need for a strategic website that actually work for us. But before we hop into it, can you go a little deeper and walk us through your journey these past five years from working corporate to living your inspired life as a mompreneur? Yes. Hi, Megan. I am so excited to be here. So my story, you sort of touched on it, but I'm originally from Canada and about five years ago, I had been working corporate and just doing what I thought I wanted and what everybody has kind of told you was success and what the dream was. And I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was doing really well. I was making good money, but I was so burnt out and I truly didn't even realize I was burnt out until my husband, he got a job opportunity to move to the States, to Pittsburgh. And it was like such a life change for us. And we were like, okay, let's do this. But I, in doing that, had to leave my corporate job. All the long hours I'd been putting in, all the hard work, people were sad to see me go, but also it's on to the next thing for them. So Mm -hmm. it showed me that all the hours you're putting in, all the hard work, it doesn't really mean anything. Like you get so wrapped up in these positions and it truly becomes your identity I remember we had got to Pittsburgh and we were in the back of an Uber and the Uber driver was just making conversation and was like, oh, what do you do? And at the time I had quit my job. You just realized how tied your identity is to your job. 
And I felt so judged, even though he truly was just trying to make conversation. Like he didn't care what I did. I went into this long explanation of what I used to do and my career and all these things. And it kind of woke me up to my identity is so tied up in this position that really means nothing. I want to build a life that I'm truly passionate about, that I'm really inspired by, that I get to be creative. I get to be in control. And then also at that time, we knew we wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. So I knew I didn't want to be in a position where I only had a few weeks or a month off with the babies and then had to go back to a corporate job. So everything was just aligning to push me into, Hey, start something that you're passionate about, start something on your own, see what happens. That's what I did. And that's where 86 and trend was born. And still to this day, that's what motivates everything we do is working with women entrepreneurs who feel that pull as well, like want to create a life. They are inspired by one that lights them up, one that molds their personal and business life. It's not like, Oh, I have to work Monday, Tuesday, you know, you were just creating this life that you were so inspired by. So that's kind of where 86 and trend came from. I love that. Was your corporate job before, were you designing or what were you doing there? So I was doing some designing. I was in the communications marketing department, but not specifically websites, but I had always been interested just on my own time doing websites. And I think it came from my mom's an interior designer. And I've always been surrounded by beautiful spaces and being inspired by your surroundings. And I feel like your website is your surroundings online. And it's that same feel as you want your house to be beautiful and you want your website to be the same thing. And actually I always say one of the most important things for a website to be next level and to really work for you is to have your website create an experience for your clients. You want people to feel like they're knocking on your door, coming into your house, you're greeting them, you're walking them into the living room, grabbing them a coffee. I see a lot of parallels between my mom doing interior design and me doing web design. So it's kind of funny. I love that. There's so much I want to unpack here. (laughs) First and foremost, I love that you said in your spare time, you were doing websites. You know, they always say that that is a key indicator of what the thing is that you should really be doing is whatever you spend your spare time doing. Personally, I've been spending my spare time on the podcast. Like I wake up at 5 a.m. Like, can I do it now? Can I start working now? And so hearing that that's what you were doing in your spare time is touching right on what you said of being inspired and lit up. And that's who you want to work with because that's who you are. So I love to hear that. I also think it's so interesting and I had a lot of women come on the podcast who went from corporate to side hustle to doing their own mompreneur journey. And they have all said a similar thing of my identity was so tied or I'm just another number. And so I love that you recognize that and knowing also that you wanted to have kids. It was like, you realized you wanted your legacy and your mission to be something different. And then you went out and you took action. Yeah. And I love when people actually go take action. It's not just something you talk and talk and talk about. You do something about it. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good point. I was just going to say so many of our clients, they're in the exact same spot where they maybe have already transitioned into their business, or they have this idea that they're doing on the side, something that lights them up, that they're getting up at 5am to do. Yes, And it's helping them bring that to life and unfold that vision and be like, this is possible for you. Yeah. And that next level, right? I mean, it might not be something you do as the first step in your business to make 
the most perfect website, but it should be something. And I'm sure we're going to get into this in a minute, but it should be something that you do shortly thereafter. Cause like you said, it's the first thing that people see when you're out there presenting yourself. Do you want the first thing people to see after they've heard about you for it to not give them the, the information and the tools they need to make a next step with you. And so I think it's so interesting, your parallel between interior design with your mom, creating that experience, because you're right. It's just like your house online. That's what your website is. Yeah. Tell me, was your mom, did she run her own interior design business or did she work for somebody else? So it's funny. She was a court reporter and then she got carpal tunnel really bad in her wrist. So she was forced to change careers, but similar story. She was always doing design for friends in her spare time. That was really what lit her up. And she never thought that it could be a career for her. So when she was forced to make a career change, she did her degree at home when we would go to sleep as kids. And then she started her business on her own and she's worked for herself for, oh gosh, probably like 20 plus years now doing interior design. And it's been the best thing ever. She loves what she does. So you are in my club then. And I never knew this about you. You were also raised by a mompreneur. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's funny. That's so awesome. So that probably subconsciously, maybe you didn't realize it when it happened, but you probably got to see that freedom that your mom had. And you got to see the before and after of what life was like when she worked for somebody else. And then what it was like when she not only had time freedom, but also was following her passions. And so maybe that helped you make it easier to take that next step of, okay, I was in a spot that she was and I can see what's possible. Yeah. And you sort of take it for granted because it just is your childhood. But I remember my mom was available when we came home for lunch and she was usually home when we got home from school and things like that. And just having her there, but then also knowing that she was able to be creative and go out and she was really successful and was able to build this amazing business on her terms. And yeah, it's inspiring to see Now that you say that, actually, there probably is some underlying things about exactly why I thought that when we moved to Pittsburgh, being like, I want to make sure I'm available for my kids, but I also want to show them that you can still have a strong career and you can still do what you're passionate about and have that side of you as well. Yeah. You can be present and productive. You can be a mom and an entrepreneur. (laughs) You can be an individual, but also be around for your kids. I know obviously that's what I'm all about because that's the podcast here and what I do with my business. But I just love that part of your story. And I'm so glad we found another fun connection piece because I think it's really important for me, at least I loved being raised in that way. And so I think it's really important that I want my kids to see that too. I think our generation, it's not as common to say that we were raised by a mompreneur or entrepreneurs, but that allowed me to see what's possible. So I really wanted to make sure that my kids saw that possibility too. And whether they wanted to go into entrepreneurship or not, it doesn't matter. I just wanted them to know the full breadth of you can live your life how you want. And it sounds like you are the same way too, as I already knew. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Well, let's go into your strategy because I know you have a ton of great things to share with us. Talk to us about what we need to know foundationally for our websites so that they are not just waste in space, but that they create this beautiful home that can actually help us in our business and be more productive so we can go be more present with our families. Yeah. So, okay. A website. I know it feels overwhelming. The headache of the tech is so many steps, such a process. It's something so many clients come to us. They've had it on their to-do list for so long and it's always dropping to the bottom because especially as you're starting a business, there's so many other things you're doing to get the business off the ground and just get things going and keep it going. 
And the thing about the website, it is one of the first spots that people come to, to really get a feel of who you are, what your brand is, what you offer, who you are. It's one spot that you can completely curate how you show up. Yes, people would say Instagram, you can do that to an extent, but a website, you can actually create an experience for your clients. I'm sure offering an amazing client experience is high on so many of your listeners list of what is important to them in a business and being able to weave that through your website and have a spot where your clients can go and feel fully supported, feel like they get to know you, feel like their questions are answered and then move on to that next step with you, whether it's purchasing or whatever that next step is is so helpful. And truly having a strategically designed website that covers all those bases will make your life easier and will help your business run with more flow and ease on the back end. And I feel like that's probably the biggest gap that people miss is they think, okay, I just need to get this website up. But if you truly do it right, it allows that experience for your client to be more succinct. Yeah. I love what you said there. I want to touch on it before we continue is the client experience. I think a lot of the times we think through our client experience when we have the client, we think through what are the things that I need to have in my services, my program, my product that will be above and beyond and amazing and make a client feel so good. And we think about the stuff afterwards too, like sending gifts and, you know, all of those extra things that you can do. But I think that's a really good point that you're making is what is that client experience like at the front end before they become a client? Is it really easy for them to find you and understand things? And I know you're going to tell us much more about all that I don't know that we need, but I think that's a really good point that you don't often think about is we need to make sure the client experience is throughout, not just once they've paid you money. Yeah. And it's like you said to Megan, I think at the start where your website becomes another team member for you. So if you truly have a website that is strategically designed and working for you, it really is that first step team member, almost like a concierge type person who's guiding you through, okay, this is how you could work with us. We see you. This is where you're at right now. This is the transformation we can offer. This is how to work with us. This is how to purchase a strong website can guide them through that whole experience without you having to lift a finger, without you having to do anything until that inquiry comes in. And then hopefully once that inquiry comes in through your website, you also have a lot of backend integration set up where you have some automations and, and things like that, that also make your life easier. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody listening who has not yet listened to episode number six with Emma, Emma talks through systems that you need to have in place for automation to make your life easier. So these two episodes will really go hand in hand. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes, but it's like, this is the front end piece that you need to have. If you think of our businesses, like a machine, the gears that we have to have to make it all work and run well and with ease so that we can be both present and productive. This is certainly a gear that I think is crucial that we should not be missing. Yeah. And they really go hand in hand. Just like you said, go listen to that episode because to go have those backend systems is so important. Then there's so many people who have those backend systems, but they're not integrated into their website. So you're missing that automated step of it working for you through your website. So having that connection is so important. Yeah. So tell us what are those pieces that we need to have on our website or what are the things that we need to think about when we're looking at our website to make sure we're not missing out? Okay. So on Instagram, my handle is at 86 and trend and Megan can put that in the show notes. But if you go there and go to our link in bio, we have a website strategy checklist that you can download. And we go over exactly what you need at a high level 
to start switching your brain to have not just a pretty website, but a strategic website that actually works for you. So I can touch on a few of those areas. Yeah. So the biggest thing, which we've already sort of talked about is creating an experience for your clients. You want your clients to feel literally like you are opening the door to your house. You're taking their jacket. They're coming in. You're showing them around. They're sitting down in the living room. You want them to feel that way on your website. You want them to feel like you're greeting them. You're showing them to your services, how to work with you, a little bit about you. You have a section about understanding exactly where they're at right now. Just meeting them where they are and making them feel so welcome and comfortable. That's all part of that experience. And some tips and tricks to do that is to definitely incorporate video where you can or movement on your website. So whether that's through a GIF, carousel, video clips are always great, but You want to be careful with too many video clips because they can take up a lot of space on your website and slow your website down, but creating that movement on your site and making sure that website is strategically set up. So people are moving through in the right way. But that experience piece is truly like the number one thing that sets an ordinary website apart from an extraordinary website. So really thinking about the experience, like literally think of it as the analogy of walking into your home. You wouldn't have somebody just stand outside or just stand in like the foyer part. You would take them through. And so thinking specifically as your homepage, the first place to start with that is thinking what that layout looks like as somebody would be scrolling through. Yeah. And so we can talk a little bit about that. The next point that you really want to focus on is your above the fold. So meaning as soon as somebody comes to your website, your homepage, above the fold being everything they see before they start scrolling. So you really want your above the fold to showcase who you are, what you do and how to work with you. So it doesn't need to be bogged down with a ton of information, but you want somebody to look at that before they start to scroll and understand what it is you do and why they want to continue scrolling, like how you can help them and have some sort of movement where they can move to either purchase or they can move to read more or continue on that journey. So movement isn't always just video or like physical movement on the page. It also is call to action or moving them literally from one page to the next. Yeah, that's actually, you are leading into my next point. (laughs) We're always so in sync. (laughs) The next point is exactly that focusing on how clients move through your site. So you're right. It's not just about when I say movement, having video or using gifts or something like that. It's truly about how people move through your site. So having clear navigation. So sometimes you see sites with super complex navigation and it might look really cool, but it's confusing where people are supposed to go. So having simple, clean navigation, having lots of call to actions as a general rule, you never want somebody to get to a spot on your website and be stuck. Like they have to scroll back up to the top to go somewhere. You always want to make sure they can continue moving through their journey. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's an interesting part and thinking about just going through your pages. And when you get to a part, are you, like you said, stuck at the end? Is there a button that can immediately scroll you back up or can you make it even easier? That's a really interesting thing to think about on every page that you have. Yeah. And it's going back again to thinking of somebody entering your house. You want to lead them, guide them. It's not like you would just yell, come on in and have them come figure out what room you're in. You know what I mean? Like it's really guiding them through and being there, supporting them, making them just feel so welcome. 
Yeah. Speaking of that navigation, plus the point before that with the above the fold, when we're thinking about our above the fold, does navigation play into that? Does that count or should we really be focusing on making sure the how and why we can help people is just in that banner image or whatever that would be considered? Yeah, that's a really good question. So both. So above the fold is truly what you see before you start to scroll. So if people have a navigation that's up there right away and it lists how to work with us about kind of thing, taking that into consideration. So right away, people see they can work with you by clicking this button. They can read a little bit more about you. They have a kind of compass of where to go on your site. So they feel supported. There's a lot of sites now too, that are doing a little, it's called hamburger button on the side where you click to open the menu. Mm -hmm. You don't see a menu above the fold necessarily. So taking that into consideration, if you have a website like that, you want to make sure you're being extra clear above the fold to really convey what you do, what you offer, because people aren't going to be able to see that navigation that gives them that natural compass of your structure of your site. Right. So do you recommend having that navigation just as an extra bit of detail versus the hamburger or does it depend on the client and what their goals are? Yeah, it's a good question. It totally depends because sometimes it's really nice to have that navigation front and center because it gives that sort of compass, that map, but there's really great sites that have a really catchy tagline and a big, beautiful image that showcases exactly what they do. And seeing that right off the start is so captivating and beautiful that it speaks for itself without having the menu. So you can do it beautifully both ways. Yeah. I guess it's probably similar again to interior design. Are you more minimalist or do you like more things going on? That probably plays into your personality and the vibe that you're trying to attract to, I'm sure. Yeah. And thinking back to your ideal client, are they somebody who likes an experience? Do they like to move around websites? Do they want to see something different? Or are they maybe not somebody who scrolls a ton of websites and they just want that simplicity and that ease of a website? So really going back to understanding your ideal client avatar. Mm -hmm. That's super helpful to think about too. Like Obviously in my case, if I'm an example thinking through, I have busy mompreneurs and what do we all want? We need to save time and we want to get our answers quickly. So how can we make that as easy as possible? I think that's a a really good thing to think about and a good example that I wouldn't have thought about had you not called to it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we've got a whole checklist of things more than this, but the first high level is the experience and what's above the fold, including your navigation. What comes after that? Yeah. So next is your key integrations, which we talked a little bit about. So that is all those backend systems. So if you have the client management tool set up, we love Dubsado, but there's HoneyBook, 17 Hats, there's lots of them. Whatever tools you're using, make sure you're utilizing them to the fullest. With a client management tool, you can do so many things to make your life easier. So like With Dubsado, for example, we can integrate intake forms on the website where people can enter their information, answer any questions that we might need before we get started. We can prompt them to schedule a call. We can prompt them to pay their invoice right away. We can set up a workflow where as soon as that happens, they get a set of say, I don't know, three to five emails where they're welcomed in and we explain what we do, how they can work with us. There's so many things you can do. And it all starts with integrating that intake form into your website where they're filling that in and then they're pushed into that workflow for you. So utilizing your client management tool for sure. Some other key integrations we love are the really good SEO 
tools. If you're using WordPress, all-in-one SEO is really good. Yoast is really good. So using something like that to help with your SEO. If your client management tool doesn't have a scheduler part to it, you could use something like Acuity or a scheduler tool that you allow people to book. Having an opt-in to your email list is a huge integration that you want because when people come to your site, as much as you're going to read your analytics, you're never going to know who exactly is on your site. So it's so important to have that opt-in or that newsletter piece where people can provide their name, their email, so that you now have the ability to follow back up with them or put them into a workflow to nurture them. So that piece is really important. So there's lots of key integrations. Those are a couple of our favorites that we, we do on almost every site. That's super helpful. Yeah. Since you're an expert in that field, tell us what does an SEO tool like All-in-One or Yoast, what does that do by having that integration? Like, why is that so helpful? Yeah. So that kind of goes into the next point, which is perfect, is having a solid foundation for your SEO. So people just like websites can get very overwhelmed by the concept of SEO, but it's always something people feel like they need. And there's so many little things you can do as a foundation that are very simple, that are going to help you so much. And having a plugin like Yoast or all-in-one SEO is going to help make that a lot easier. So with those plugins, you're able to easily alter your page titles and meta descriptions, which is basically what shows up if you Google your page. It's the name of your page and then the little paragraph underneath. So it makes it really easy for you to change those things. And when you're doing that, you want to think about using your keywords there. So keywords being the words that your clients would use to search for you or to search for your services or like the questions they would be asking about your services, basically. And then also those tools allow you to submit your sitemap into Google and set up your analytics, set up your search console. And Google Analytics and Google Search Console are really good to have in place because it's basically like registering your website and Google gives you credit and likes it when you're using their different tools. So if you have your website set up on analytics and Google search console, Google saying to themselves, okay, this is a legit website. They're using some of our tools. We like that. They're going to help you in the algorithm. Basically, it helps Google know that you are a human being and not just like a bot or like a spammy type of website. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Because you're going through the effort to set up the SEO. Yes. And the biggest thing from an SEO perspective, like I was saying, so many people are like, I need this big SEO strategy or what do I do for SEO? The number one thing you have to do is start creating quality, consistent content. So not necessarily a large quantity, but the content that you are creating needs to be consistent and it needs to be quality content. And when you're thinking about what should I be writing about or what should I be talking about, go back to who your ideal client is and what type of questions would they be typing into Google and try to answer those questions, try to utilize those keywords and really just come from a place of being, again, supportive and welcoming and nurturing to your client. And that's going to easily help you produce quality, consistent content. Yeah. So that quality consistent content, we need to make sure we have like a blog, that type of a thing on there so that we can be posting whether you're like me and you have a podcast, but just making sure you put it there so that that SEO can start building and it's kind of repurposing anything you have. 
Is that correct? Yeah. And you don't have to have a blog. If you're feeling overwhelmed by everything, you don't have to have a blog. If you really want to focus on SEO though, and have that be a piece of your strategy, a blog is a really good thing to have because it allows you the ability to create that consistent content. And it also then allows you like phase two to create a Pinterest strategy that's driving traffic back to those blog posts. And it it allows you to do a lot more because you're creating consistent content on your website versus just those static pages. But truthfully, starting with a really good website that provides that experience for your clients and then down the road, layering on a blog, if that's part of your business plan is perfect too. That makes sense. It's really the blog is a way to make it easier to get that consistent content out more than anything else. Yeah. Got it. But one of the big things I've learned, which I know you know too, Megan, is there are so many things yes. you feel like you have to be doing and you don't have to do it all. You don't have to do it all in this mm-hmm. moment. It's truly identify the three things that you want to focus on this quarter and focus on those. And next quarter, add on a few more. You don't have to have it all in this moment. Yeah. Really what we want to start with is just making sure the foundation of the website walks them through the experience. And then we can layer on the blog section. And then we could layer on the leveling up later to Pinterest and all of that. And it's just grow, grow, grow in that aspect. Yeah, exactly. Got it. I love that. So I'm going to recap them for everybody and you correct me if there's anything that I miss or anything you want to add. So step one, we first want to think about our experience, making sure that we have movement and that your people can move through your website with ease. Number two, we want to focus on our above the fold, the who, what, and how, and why we can help people. And again, Mm -hmm. moving them there. You want them to move through your site also through clear navigation with lots of call to actions. You never want them to be able to get stuck. This is your compass for your site. Then you want to focus on those key integrations, the back end, making sure you have some kind of client management and using all the tools they offer with forms and scheduling and payment, having SEO tools and email list and scheduling if you don't have a whole client management tool. Last but not least, we have a solid SEO foundation. So using those plugins, using our keywords, setting up analytics if you can, and also making sure you have that quality, consistent content, which all feeds into SEO. Did I get it all there? Got it all. That's it. So the next step for somebody is to sit down and analyze their website, see where they're at, grab that checklist so that they can start walking through the pieces of the puzzle and make sure they've got themselves in order. If you are maybe further along in your business and you are just a busy mompreneur and you're like, I want an expert to do it, what would be the next best step for somebody who is in that space, who knows their website isn't in the right spot, but doesn't have the time, effort, or doesn't enjoy doing what you are a master at doing? Yeah. So we have a couple different offers for people to meet you where you're at. So we have a web audit that we do, which is a 60 minute call where you and I hop on zoom. I go through your website. I give you feedback on how you can improve it, utilizing these five key areas. Mm -hmm. And then you walk away with a roadmap that you can either go and implement yourself, or you can choose to work with our team and we can implement that for you. So then if you're moving on to step two and you want to create a website with our agency, we have two tracks. We have the done with you track is a course-based option where you get access to one of our pre-strategized templates. And we actually walk you through exactly how to customize your site, how to hook up your domain, how to do 
all the tech for you. We walk you through absolutely everything. And then if you are at a stage where you're like, I am so busy, I don't even have time for that. I just know I want this beautiful website that works for me. You can do the done for you track, which our team comes in and does everything for you. Mm -hmm. And you walk away with a beautiful website that is built to support your business in just over four weeks. That is awesome. All of the amazingness you talked about will definitely be linked in the show notes. So you can easily navigate to that. Rochelle, this has been so helpful. I can't wait for everybody to let this all soak in and take a look at their website. And then I'm sure so many people are going to need to just come to you for support because clearly you are the expert here, which is why I had you on the podcast because I know you know what you're talking about. (laughs) If you're ready, we can move into rapid fire questions. Let's do it. All right. What is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides website strategies that you just shared with us now? The number one strategy that keeps me present and productive is getting my workout in every day or just like moving my body in some way. Even if I don't get a workout in, if I get out for a walk or even a five minute meditation, just taking a few of those minutes for myself Mm -hmm. has truthfully made such a difference for me in the last year and a half. I notice a huge difference when I wake up or go through a day without doing that versus doing that. Just taking that little bit of time for yourself totally has reset me. Yeah. It gets you set up for success for the rest of the day. I can totally understand that. Awesome. What is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? So my husband and I, we live in Portland and we don't have family here or anything like that. So I think having my husband as support, but having that communication with him and being able to be like, I need this and him saying the same thing and asking for that support and that help. I've really realized over the last year and a half that you can hold this trophy and be like, oh, I'm so burnt out and I have no support, but you're really just hurting yourself. Or you can get out there, ask for the support, ask for what you need. And that is so much more empowering and supportive. So I think just being able to have that conversation and truly ask for the support you need has been the number one thing that has helped the most. Yeah. I know in episode number six, also with Emma, I'm realizing it's the same episode that I talked about earlier. We had that same conversation too, about how important communication is and what a difference it can make with your spouse. I also read the happiness project by Gretchen Rubin, and she has a whole chapter on marriage about not only communicating with their partner and not just being in your head, but also the expectations of what you're putting on them versus what you want and how it gets even harder when you're not communicating. And I know I have been trying to do a much better job of doing that with my husband. And it makes such a difference. Like when I'm happier and when I tell him what's going on or what he needs to know, and we're on the same page, the day just runs so much more smoothly. So I agree. That's something you can't without. Let's hear what your go-to self-care activity is. My go-to, if I'm treating myself, it's a day at the spa. Like that is what I want. That is like my self-care, but on a more daily end of the day, once the kids go to bed, it's forcing myself to not be on my phone, not be watching TV, like get away from screens and just read a book and have a bath truly gives me energy and just calms my mind and gives me that space again. Yeah. A full unplug as I like to call it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think kids running through a zoom call with underwear on their heads. Tell us something funny that we can all relate to. Well, that happens on the daily. Literally (laughs) yesterday I had a few calls and the kids are running in every few seconds on my zoom calls. But I remember one call in particular, this was the end of last year. And there was maybe 
eight or 10 people on this call and we were all going through and introducing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it was like an hour call and my husband was working. So I was like, okay, I can make this work. I'll just have the kids watch a movie. And so they were in the other room watching a movie and they were so quiet the whole call, except for when I had to talk. So I had to get <laughs> up and do my introduction. And my daughter, Kylie came in. She's never done this before. Screaming and crying at the top of her lungs for no reason. And so I had to hold her on the call. Everybody was really great. So I tried to give my introduction and I couldn't because she was crying and screaming and they're like, okay, we'll come back to you. And I'm like, okay. And she literally stopped. So she went back and she watched her show and then it came back to my turn again. And it happened again. I was like, (laughs) what is going on? And these poor people, everybody was totally fine, but you know, you just feel so flustered. And my kids are going to a day home starting in September just for the mornings. But I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to have the house to myself again. Yes. Yeah. Just have some quiet time so that you can do what you need to do and they can go have fun and you know, they're taken care of. Cause I think that's such a stressful part of it is when you're here and you're in your office and then you hear the chaos going or you hear it being too silent and you're like, I need to stay in my spot. I need to focus on what I'm doing and I know they're okay, but sometimes you worry, are they okay? Or like what's going on? Like you feel like you're still on, right? Whereas if you're out of the house and you're not hearing them, you can truly zone into your work. But yeah, when they're in the house, it's like you're always still on mom duty. Yeah. I always say in this section, you can never just have the mom or the entrepreneur. Once you become a mompreneur, it's always the two of them mesh together. (laughs) You're never separated from it. Rochelle, thank you so, so much for coming and sharing all of this amazingness. I literally have five pages of notes, guys. So be prepared to check out the show notes to get everything that you need to know, everything that we mentioned in today's episode, as well as links to that checklist Rochelle mentioned, her audits, her done with you, done for you, everything you need to get your website to be in the best place to work for you so that it's not lost in that abyss of all the other websites on the internet. Rochelle, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Yay. Thank you so much, Megan. This is so much fun. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Want more? Head to themompreneurguy.com to grab my personal framework for living a present and productive life and to hear my real-time ahas on Telegram. See you next time.